is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John he hits a home run on line drive in the right field seat. A grand slam. And the Yankees now take a 6-4 lead. Kepler lines that in the air to left center. Hicks on the run. Dives! And he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Welcome back to another episode of the Yankee Center podcast. We are back after, I don't even know how many months, it's been a long time, bottom line. And we are going to get into the nitty gritty of the trade deadline where the team is at at the All-Star break, what we think this team might need to win the World Series, and whether or not we can beat the big bad Houston Astros. I want to get into every little detail. Tom, Eddie, how you two doing? Uh, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. Everything's good. Uh, I'm glad to be back. We've been uh, planning our long-awaited return for a while now, and now we're back. We came back at the right time, like exactly right before... Uh, the second half gets going. We got some trade deadline stuff coming up. I mean, it's a good time to be a Yankee fan. We had, what, three, four great months of baseball that, you know, has been very productive. And, uh, it's like the anti-2021. I've actually enjoyed watching my baseball team. So, that's good. Yeah. How are you, how are you, Eddie? If you think about, I mean, first of all, we have taken a little hiatus, but I've been enjoying my time watching Yankees baseball. If you went to, what is today, July 20, whatever, July 20th, 2021, um, the tone of our tone would have been way different. We were probably like three games over 500, just dreadful, boring offense, everything, horrendous team, defense, base running, and I mean unexpectedly because if you if you look back at an old episode from the off season we probably said this is the fourth best team in the AL East and now here we are yeah. at the All-Star break with the best record in the league and i mean i think our best chance at a world series in i don't know how long i mean we've obviously yeah. had some great teams but from in the last since this window with judge and all these young guys this is the best team uh for sure from this this yeah. group yeah, no, you're right. You know, I've been saying for so long the 2017 Yankees have always been the team I felt they should have won. They were close, and they had their flaws. There's definitely no doubt there, but that was a team I definitely felt we missed that opportunity. 2019 was pretty close as well in that sense, but this team has a feeling around it that's different just because of the fact, well, A, we're not just in a wild card race. We are the best team in MLB right now. There's literally no argument that could be made against it. We have the best record. We have one of the best offenses, being one of the best all-around teams, really. And that's because we've had so many guys step up around the, the ball club, especially on the pitching end of it. I mean, some guys have slowed down, like Cortez and Tyone, but they, they did contribute quite a bit this season so far. They've been a big reason why this team has been so, so successful. And um, 
I'm honestly just really excited to see. Um, oh wow, my mic is really staticky. Okay. Um, wow, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I didn't want to mention it, but it sounds like a helicopter. Yeah. To be honest, it sounds, sounds like a, sounds like a chopper. How about, how about wait wait wait? Let me do an unplug replug. Hold up. Unplug replug is you know. That's usually the, key the best. To most things in life. Yeah. yeah. Pull out, pull back in. Hmm. We cannot hear you, Luke. Oh no. We cannot. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> We're patient people at the Yankee Center podcast. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Wait, let's do the uh, Yes Network saxophone. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the rain delay saxophone is what we need, really. Yes. Yes, the rain delay sax. Yeah. But, uh, all right, you want to just keep going and then we'll implement Luke back in when he, uh, or I think he's, that's what he's saying yes to. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Okay. Bye, Luke. He died. Yeah, we'll okay. get Luke. We'll get Luke back in a second. Let's just keep going, and then. We'll what, back what, and was the, what was the what was the last thing that he said before we had it? A... I lose I lose concentration real quick when things switch over. But um, I know we were talking about the offense and then how the team is just much improved. We from... can hear you, Luke. I'm just using my headphones as a mic. Do you could do, are they okay? Or... That's that's good. Yes, that's the... good. That's okay. perfectly fine. Yeah, dive back into where you were because I lost myself completely. Okay, well, shit. Okay, I'll go right back to where I was. Um, my team, they've really been um, so successful this year, and that's largely due, again, to all the players that have stepped up, whether it's been a guy like Cortez, a guy like um, Jamison Tyone. And they've slowed down along with some of the other guys on this team, but just as a whole, they've improved in quite literally every possible way going back to last year. And you, you think about where the team was at last year. They had, they did have 92 wins, but I think it was the most bland 92-win season oh, I could bad. have possibly Horrendous. seen in my life. Like, it's so bizarre, quite honestly. I just can't even it's a bit imagine of a miracle how the team how won over that. 90 games. Look at this you, one, it's like, yeah, they should be a 100-win team. They feel right. like a 100-win team. There's this magic around them, and I'm just so happy to say that. I really believe this team can, and I call me crazy. I think they will win the World Series as long as they um, make the right moves at the deadline. They only need to make a couple, honestly, but there is a big fish out there that uh, we are going to talk about. Huge fish. Huge fish. Biggest fish in the sea. Great white shark, as some would say. But um, yeah, honestly, just second on the 2021 team. I think we just sprinkled. Are that sharks fishes? Should, do in. we count? Do what, we count sharks as fishes? Um, do we count sharks as fishes? Do are I, they not uh, fish? I always thought they were. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I could, I could, I could consider a shark a fish. I think that's that I good, think we're gonna go good. with the shark. It's the biggest. We're gonna count it as a fish, and it's the biggest fish. We'll get to our shark later because we have a lot of trade deadline talk. What and, oh man, would you I'm say? Excited. Would you say? Would you say a whale's a fish too? I was gonna say whale second if shark wasn't eligible, but I think they're both. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not so up to date with my um, fish and animal species type thing, but 
let's just say we got the biggest hey, fish listen. in the sea on the trade market right now. And aquatic life is tricky, my friend. Yes, it is. It is. Indeed, it is. Look, can but... you hear us now, buddy? But yeah, can so it? okay. But we'll we'll just continue then. We're gonna continue. Yeah. All right. So. We were just talking about the 2021, and then, yeah, so as Luke was saying about how, I don't know how we won 92 games last year. Um, we had that, I don't wait, know, maybe, I'm sure you guys. Wait, you hear me now? Yes. Yes, yes. sorry. Okay, I, over. I, I, we're good. We're back in. Wait, what were, were you guys talking about? I can jump in here. Yeah, I was just going off, I was just talking about what you said about the um, 2021 team, how we won 92 games and nobody knows how, because. Yeah, we blew we, Beluga we, Whale's ass. We sprinkled that. <laughs> 13 win game yeah. win streak into like a whole year of mediocrity and then it was just 92 wins and then Boston took care of us. That's right. Easily. We did have that win streak. That one that, that, that two weeks where you thought this team was great. Yeah. You know what's funny? We sucked and again. You were like, oh wait, maybe I was wrong. And no, no, we were you wrong. Know, they, they you suck. know what was funny? We had like a 13 game win streak and then like a 10 game losing streak. Yeah. No, like it was back to back. It was crazy, dude. That's, I could I, they're the most bipolar fucking team I've ever watched. That it team fucking sucked. Yeah. Like that team sucked. I I, I could never suck. comprehend it. I just don't know how they won that many games. They really weren't even good. They managed to get by, but I think they just got by on talent cuz they did have a lot of talent and sometimes that would carry them, but like they everybody just played like ass, like quite literally. Right. They, it was horrible. That shit was a two pack of ass. I mean, yeah. if we're being honest, the twenty 2020, the twenty twenty team was pretty bad too. Nobody just talks about it because it was a sixty game season, and it's like, oh, it's whatever. But basically, the same streaks and stuff carried over just over on a hundred sixty two game pace because they kept the same roster, and it was just the same thing happened on a much bigger scale, which eventually moved into you know the wide scale changes for the season. Now, truthfully. I think a lot of the improvement this year, I mean, this is just common sense, but not a lot of it's off our, you know, big additions because yep. it's improvements mm -hmm. of guys that we talked about when we said, okay, the Yankees are banking on guys having rebound seasons, which was our whole thing, which I hate doing. I hate taking that type of risk that you're banking on yep. a guy to come back and do well. But, I mean, it happened. Look at Glaber Torres, who after two years were hit like – Glaber Ruth. Hit like nine home runs last year, whatever the hell it was. Is already at I think fourteen now. And then the Mayhew sucked last year, is having a great year. And then um, Joey Gallo is not having Rizzo a good too. year. But Rizzo, who you know was started off hot, then was cold, is also having a great year. So it's just then guys you got that we Trevino, back that are baby. doing great. And then Trevino, you got out of nowhere. And then Nestor mm -hmm. Cortez, who now is kind of regressing, but still an All Star, and still I think is going to be a solid. Middle rotation guy at his worst. Severino's back. Well, not right now, but he's been good. But he was. I, hopefully he's okay. He was back. We had a couple nice months. Hopefully Aaron Hicks had a nice month or so. Hicks, Hicks has had a really bad May and otherwise has honestly been pretty solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of it – and because the, the offseason additions, I mean, the big trade was the Donaldson and um, IKF trade, which – Swing and a miss. It's big yeah. swing and a miss for everyone now, involved in that one. It that was, was, just, it was. I know <laughs> because Gary Sanchez is uh he's still Gary Sanchez. I think he's yeah. worse now. Actually, he's I think his OPS. I'll, is I'll tell you right now. Under he has 700. A, um, yep, he has a 685 OPS. Right, with 10 so home runs. he what yeah, happened that, to him? I 
can't even explain it. You could make know. like a three-hour movie, and I still want to understand how that man just went from being an elite hitting catcher to – it just doesn't make sense to me, but I stopped trying to wrap my head around that. I can tell you what happened to Josh Donaldson is that he can't hit righties, and he's 36 years old, and he yeah. can't catch up to a fastball anymore because he just yeah. gets – he can't handle the velocity. It happens, but – and it just sucks that we're on the hook for $22 million a year. It's only next year, but, you know, I um, I have, I have Yankees, a feeling um, they might try to unload him, I think, honestly, in the offseason. I think they're going to get money and, and they're, they're going to figure it out. Because, like, what, what do you do? Like, it's like this isn't a guy that you're just going to keep on the bench, I don't think. And I'll tell you right now, he's not going to start in the postseason, I don't think. Like, I, no, I really can't. don't. I don't think he can because you already have DJ, who's definitely going to be playing. You're we didn't mention Matt Carpenter either, by the way. Oh, we're going to get there very soon. We got we got to dive into that. I'm excited. You're going to have DJ at third base. You're going to have IKF at short unless Peraza comes up, which I'm praying to God he does, but I'm not going to get my hopes up there. And then you're going to have Torres at second, and at first you're obviously going to have Rizzo. So your infield's it's set. And now because of Carpenter, you have your DH. Your DH spot is done. So there's no yep. spot for Donaldson at all. I mean, and fucking like you said, Matt Carpenter – he has quite literally been the second coming of Christ. I mean, like, it, it kind of brings me back to um, when we got – kind of brings me back to when we got Alfonso Soriano a little bit. And it's like, oh, oh this yes. guy's kind of wa- – they, 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 this guy's shit is kind of washed. He's probably not going to be anything special. He'll be okay. And then he kind of just explodes. Except it's that, but times 10 because this guy was literally at home expecting to just not play again. Yes. Like, it's crazy what Matt Carpenter It's the mustache, he- man. It's the mustache. Dude, between him and Nestor, the mustache energy is just fucking unreal. It's, it's fucking Remember, like, It's amazing. I think like 2015, everyone grew mustaches. That was... I remember that. That was another Tex grew on. Team. McCann grew on. Fucking Brendan you know, Ryan had a mustache. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's legend. <laughs> you see... That, uh, team, that team was just old the, and faded out yeah. the second half of the year, but... It was a good first couple months we had. Freaking Brian God, McCann yeah. and uh, Mark Teixeira are stepbrothers. Yes. I low-key, I don't even know story. why. I can't, I, can't, I can't explain it, but I low-key miss Brian McCann, and it's really weird. I well, liked him, too. Honestly, I was a fan. He was never... He was, uh, he was fun. Yeah. He was fun. I don't think he was... Now, he came right when the shift was really, like, taking off, and that, like, really killed him yeah. because... A lot of lefties lost. I mean, a lot of points, a lot of hits just off that. And, like, that was He was right one when... of the slowest runners in, in baseball. He, is, he was very slow, yes. You know, like, for a catcher, he was fine. I mean, he had, he, had, he was an all-star. You know, he wasn't an all-star. He got a silver slugger in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was decent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, 85 million. He kind of wanted a little more. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little no, he, more. Yeah, it was a little underwhelming, but, but... But he did, after a year in 2013 with uh, Chris Stewart playing oh, God. catcher. Not Chris Stewart. He, he stabilized the catching position, and I appreciate him for that. He's one of the best uh, framing catchers in, uh, that, that in the modern era, and he was a decent bat who was not an automatic out. And you know what? We appreciate his service. 
You know what's pretty wild? You know what's so fucking wild? I totally forget, but Mark Mark Deshera literally had a 900 OPS that year. There, an A route yeah, was great too. Just yeah, a, it was unreal. A, reju- a rejuvenation. Tex broke his leg, and A rod fell out, fell off. I still remember A rod hitting three home runs in Minnesota to this day. Yes. And and then John Ryan Murphy hitting the go ahead home run. Yes. That Reminds me of me in Little League. Oh yeah. Little <laughs> the, the Little League Tom references have returned. Uh, um, oh, they never they never left. But you know this fucking team, dude. It's been unreal to watch what they can do. And now, despite all the talent, we're still looking for more talent to add to this roster because there are some holes in this team, and particularly one of them comes in the form of Joseph Gallo. Mm. And oh my god, it is so painful because I was a I was a Gallo defender. I said I really did believe going into the off season, he's gonna be fine. I thought even if he like I would we were been in the Gallo gang. Like come on, like the guy had no one could have predicted this. I don't think anybody could have predicted Gallo being this bad. You I can't really even hit home runs. Like he he literally went from a thirty to forty consistent home run bat to a fucking ten to fifteen home run guy that can't get on base and fucking strikes out even more than he used to. It's like, holy shit, what do you even contribute? It's, it's nothing. He gives Here's nothing. Here's the thing. He, his swing does not allow him to hit high fastballs. It just no. doesn't. It's impossible for him to... So His swing you, doesn't allow him to hit strikes. Well, <laughs> that too. But the high fastball, like, it pains me to watch. Like, I see it coming and I'm like, please. They, they honestly, exploit that no, so they much. And sometimes it's worse when he swings on high fastballs out of the strike zone. Like, dude, you're not even going to get them if they're strikes. Like, my my thing with him, like, I honestly thought about this. I was like, I'm going to send Dylan Lawson an email and be like, tell Joe Yallo, don't swing at anything high and just hope that it's a ball. Because he's not hitting it. I mean, we can hope that it's a ball and maybe he'll walk. He can't touch a high pitch. So don't even bother swinging the bat because you're not going to hit it. It's impossible. That up, It just doesn't Joe, work. You think Dylan Lawson's a Gmail guy or uh, AOL? Or uh, wow. Yahoo. He seems Yahoo. young. So he yeah, gives me I'm, a, I'm getting Yahoo. Vibe. Yeah, it could be good in Gmail. You never know. But um, not AOL. Not AOL. Def- definitely not AOL, though. Uh, yeah. As you know, I just realized, I, th- I feel like Matt Blake uses a, like, email engine that literally none of us know about. It's like, yeah, a, brand- that- it's like, a-, it's like a brand yeah. new experimental, like, email site that only, like, 10 people use. It's just a gut feeling on that. The driveline email. Uh, you think yeah, like, yeah. You think they get like a, a special Yankees email, like Dylan at, Oh, yeah. Yankees? Yeah, it's got yes. right? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, fucking, but yeah, fucking um, revolutionary. It's pretty clear with the struggles of Joey Gallo, who is quite literally one of the worst players in all of baseball. But hey, guys, I must note, he is 97th percentile in his barrel percentage. I'm clapping for him. And the thing with barrel percentage is you have to hit the ball to hit the barrel. <laughs> and Joey Yell does not hit the ball enough. So, I mean, the thing is, like, if I took one major league swing and I hit a home run and then I struck out every single time and didn't touch the ball, my barrel percentage would be great, too. And that's the thing with Joey Gallo is that I'm sure he's barreling it when he hits it. The issue is he never hits it. Okay, wait. I have I have a fun trivia question for you guys. How many non home run hits do you think Joey Gallo has on the year? 
Ooh, okay. He's got what? <laughs> eight, or, eight, or, eight or nine home runs? He has 11 on the 11? year. Oh, okay. okay. More than I thought. Nice. 11. <laughs> oh, say... Don't do this to him. Don't do I'll... this to him. I, I, I got... Okay, you go, I'll first. Say you go like, first. I'll say like maybe I'm maybe like 19. Okay. I'm going to cheat so, your look now. Uh, but... I'm... I'm gonna go slightly above 19. I'm gonna okay. say around. I'm gonna say around 30. You're all right, Tom. It's 25. 25 non-home run hits. <laughs> he has 36 hits so on 20... the entire year. Oh so my he, god! Let me see. He's 36. <laughs> he's 36 for 200. Aaron Judge has yet. 33 homers. Yo, for real? <laughs> oh my! I didn't even think about it like that. That's crazy. Oh, oh my. god. That's so Joey, bad. no, that's horrendous. That's oh, horrible, no. man. That's, and that's, we got Joey Gallo so for the homers. I'm not even mad. I'm just really like disappointed. Here's right a, now and and, and the thing is, he seems like a real nice guy too. And he I does. can't imagine I can't imagine like He's a real paisan, that's for sure. It's it's got to suck. I mean, you get every game at Yankee Stadium he's getting booed and obviously he's underperforming, but Man, the guy must feel horrible, you know. But so, Gal- like, Gallo's it, not going to admit it, but he knows he needs to change the scenery. And he no, he it. does. I'm sure yeah. he's going to keep saying he's going to try and make it work, but of course, everyone, yeah. everyone involved, it, it's it's not. But working. we're not, it's, motherfucker. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, but truthfully, right. for him and for the Yankees, it, it's the, it's the best move at this point because he's not having success here. He's hurting the team. I mean, he's going to be a free agent after the year. He went from a possible. You know, big contract guy to, uh, I mean, he'll get a job next year, but he's, you know. You know who I really want to shout out? Who? Fucking, um, I just feel the need to because I feel like he hasn't gotten enough love on the year. DJ LeMayu is having a pretty yes. good year. Yes, like he he's is. Like, he's not, like, out of this world or anything, but he's, like, legitimately, like, he has a 128 OPS plus on the year. You know, he has his K percentage is much better than it was last year. When you go back to 2021, I think it was. Um, actually, no, wait, not that wrong stat. I'm thinking of something else. His barrel percentage went up a little bit, which was good to see. His walk percentage jumped up dramatically. He went from yeah. a, um, he went from 73rd percentile last year to um, 95th this year, which is huge. Yeah, he's got a 383 on yeah, base percentage. He's just in general, he's just getting on base more than ever. And that's really what you need from DJ. You don't even need him to have the same power he had before. You just need DJ to get on base. And he's doing that. Last year, his on base percentage was, um, let's see, I don't even know off the top of my head, but it was 349. Not what yeah, 349. You have a bump of almost 40 points. So that's, that's a big deal. That's mm-hmm. a really big deal. You go back to even 2019, the year everybody looks to for DJ. He had a 375 on base. Now he has 383. So that's even higher than his biggest year. So it's pretty hard to be disappointed with DJ this year. He's been fantastic, quite frankly. And on defense even, I mean, he's been fucking stellar, actually, yeah. on defense. Yeah. We we talked about finding that. He makes that Josh Donaldson being bad tolerable. Yes. Well, yeah. I, oh, before the season, before the season, we were talking about, you know, the um, I forget what injury he had last year. I think it was like a core muscle injury or something that was really hampering him for the whole year. Yeah. But we said that. We knew that he wasn't 2019 or 2020 LeMahieu, probably with the power and the juice balls, but he was yeah. better than he was last year. Yeah. Even if, he, I, even I if you look it. at his yeah. Colorado numbers, he was never, you know, 
that bad. And honestly, I think that we found the, the middle ground that we're definitely closer to that 2019, 2020 level than we are to the 2021 LeMahieu we had last year. This is about very solid season for him. And he didn't get some outrageous contract either, especially coming off two, I mean, almost MVP caliber seasons. He only got a, I think it was six years, 90 million. He's making $15 million a year. I mean, it's a very respectable contract and his his defense is valuable. He yep. plays second, he plays first, he plays third. I mean, the versatility obviously is huge. And I think he's like top 10 of war. He has a 3.6 war. He's at 3.6. You know, for a I guy mean, that you're paying 15 million for, that's pretty fucking good so far. For sure. Definitely. It'd be great so, if he yeah. ended with 6.9 war. Wow. Yeah, Tom. So All right. That'd be a really nice season. I guess we're just pulling that out all of a sudden. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, um, but the only thing that's pulling out these days. Wow. Oh, and by the way, um, Josh Donaldson uh, is so bad. Just look, I'm looking at his stats. Like, it's actually – like, his, his analytics, rather. His, like, K percentage, his expected batting average, everything's so low. It's, like, actually kind of startling. What the, what the fuck is that noise? Whoa, that is a siren. That was a a weird that was a weird siren. I did not hear it. That that siren uh, was so distracting that I forgot what we were talking about. I I was just talking about how much I dislike Josh Donaldson this year. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Let me let me get into this one. He has drawn my ire. And you know when someone draws my ire that lights a fire in Tom. So let me take off the glasses because I can't break them again. Okay. <laughs> this motherfucker sucks. He, that's this a simple way to put he it. He can't catch up to a fastball. He can't catch up to a fastball. The bat speed's going. It would be very, it would be very nice if he could do that. Have you ever seen his career numbers at Yankee Stadium? They're bad. For this year? He can't hit. No, just in his career. He has never oh, been able really? to hit at Yankee Stadium. So, it's just carried over. Everyone's like, uh, oh, that's probably just like a little fluke, you know. I mean, he, right. he was a visiting player, so it's small sample, yada, yada, yada. No, the motherfucker just can't, can't hit a Yankee Stadium, For apparently. Sure. Um, you know, it was really nice to see him hit a few home runs uh, against Boston. I uh, thought he was waking you up. Know, at Fenway. Yeah. He was not waking up. Yeah, we all up. thought he was waking up. I was like, and oh, then, Josh is here. You know, he... And it's just ridiculous how just wow useless he's been offensively. He only has nine home runs. I think DJ's got like Guys, what? Eight? I'm actually really this yes. is actually crazy. Eight, yeah. He he is a eight forty OPS away and a five forty OPS at home. Like he he literally has eight of his nine huh. home runs on the road. Like this is actually like I didn't even I didn't even see this in the same amount. He's he actually can't, got a he little can't bit more at bats. I mean, you, uh, there's something yeah, that you're his, like, oh, that's a coincidence. That can't be a his stats. His stats at Yankee Stadium before this year were really bad. So, like, it's just he can't hit at Yankee Stadium. And it's like now that he actually plays half of his games so at Yankee weird. Stadium, it's tanking his numbers. Yeah. His numbers were terrible at Yankee But, like, why? It just doesn't make I don't get what you're saying. 
fighter, even if it wasn't like out of this world, if you look at all the expected numbers last year, dude, they were all high. Like, expected right. that average was 70. As well, expected, Wobo was 90. Barrel percentage was 90. That's the biggest His barrel percentage dropped 20 last year. And for a hits that's really known for just hitting the shit out of the baseball, I would say that's pretty concerning, honestly. I, I think mm-hmm. that's a legitimate concern to look at. So um, he's, he's not hitting the ball as much. And to make it worse, he's walking less, too. So you, you put both of those factors together, and you just have a, rare, a fairly unproductive hitter at the plate. I mean, bottom line, there's really no way around that. Nope. Yeah, yeah I mean, just... They... What the fuck oh, is what? that? What, what's happening? What's happening? I don't know. I, I heard. I heard a, like a a demon like took Tom's voice over. I don't know if that yeah. was just on my end, but uh, well, no, I, like a demon. I, I'm, I'm looking. For, for I'm looking forward to going back. I'm looking forward to going back and listening because uh, yeah, no, that was usually. Oh, I think I know what I did. I think I went with. Uh, was it a high pitched voice? No. No. Oh, okay. No. It was wow. like, it was like horror movie esque. Shit. Shit, I'm Batman. <laughs> That's why. Um, uh, I, I I can't comment on that. I, I didn't intend. I, I I saw Eddie was talking. I was about to bring up IKF, but then Eddie wanted to finish his point on Donaldson. I wanted to let him finish first before I change oh, yeah. the subject. Donaldson sucks. Move on. Okay. Speaking of infielders <laughs> who suck. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna pick one who can hit for power, and is below average defensively. Isaiah, Kiner, <laughs> Falafel. All right, he is bad. Guy. He is bad. Okay, listen. Don't don't try to defend him, Luke. Don't try to defend him. Don't try to defend him. Don't try to defend him. I think he's a Luke, I've, Luke, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I missed basically all of what he was saying there. We are going to wait on Luke. Yeah, Luke, just right. give us a second, and then we can actually like get your, get your you're, point in, because I want to hear you. Okay, now he's back. Now he's back. You all can right, see the go movement ahead. better. Oh, now it's gone. Okay, wow, this tough day for Luke, man. It is. Tough day. We're, we you made know what? a big it's... triumphant... Made a big it's their turn. turn. It's just we're rusty. You know, we're just this the tech is, is what, a little rusty. Uh, this is what we're dealing with. You know, Luke Becker. Uh, you know, Woodpecker. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of a lot of tech issues today on the pod. Bang bang bang! bang. Luke Becker is back now. All don't right. try to defend IKF. Look, don't try I to do not, it. I am. I'm not going to defend IKF. I really am not. I'm just going to say the facts here. I'm going to say the facts, in my opinion, at least. I think he is Can a good guy. Facts? No, you're not. I th- it, this, oh, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a gallo situation. I think he's a really good guy, honestly, so I feel bad. I do. I, th- I think he... The problem is, really, for me, it's not the fact that he's not hitting, even though that sucks, obviously, but it's the fact that his defense isn't even stellar to make up for it. That's what's really bothering me because that's kind of what we signed up for like a guy that we knew was not going to hit very much 
but you hoped there would be some upside with the bat, maybe. And even if there wasn't, you knew for a fact, at least, or at least so you thought, that you were going to be getting a gold glove caliber shortstop every day that was going to be able to make all the plays and you would have zero concerns about. But now it kind of feels like Glaber light at shortstop where I'm kind of scared when a ball's hit to him in a big moment sometimes. Yes. It's like, it's kind of bad, you know? And and the, pro- and, the big, and, and the biggest problem here beyond him just not being good is the fact that Oswald Peraza is just rotting away at AAA right now. It's painful, and, it, and he's hitting. He's ranking he's hitting. down there, too. And he plays defense very well. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we brought this up. I'm glad we brought this up because we were going to – we were planning on talking about the prospects as well. So this is oh, a yeah. nice way to fold them into the mix because it's not like we don't have an option here because no. Peraz is on the 40-man. He's also hitting. So he – and he's also – He's defense first, already basically. considered a gold glove shortstop. Yep. He's a defensive first shortstop that can hit. Yes. Pretty pretty nice. I'm just going to say, that's like a pretty nice option to have. I think the reason that uh, they're keeping IKF and not bringing up Peraza is for two reasons. One, Cashman doesn't want to look bad because if you have to pull the plug on IKF, First, you're, you're because his playing time is going to keep going down as long as DJ and Glaber are in. Hey, Tom, Tom. Calm, calm down, Tom. Pause. And then resume. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't talk. Don't talk. I'm about to leave. Oh, no, stop, stop talking. What's happening? All right, you're back. Uh, what's happening? The, the demon keeps coming back, dude. It does. It just keeps <laughs> popping in. It's not me, I swear. It's, See, I we see. mix in a little Yankees talk with the oh, horror man. genre as well. So <laughs> this is just, you get a yeah. little bit of everything with the Yankee Center podcast. I mean, IKF has brought out a demon inside of me. That's, that's <laughs> he's just he's done it to all of us, I think. But, but to get back to the point, I think Cashman doesn't want to look bad cause, because both uh, Donaldson and IKF haven't worked out, so you don't want to yes. pull the plug. And number two, the trade deadline. If Oswald Peraza is necessary to acquire a Luis Castillo or a Juan Soto. Oh, that's the first mention uh, of his name. There we go. Uh, if if Peraza I can't would wait have to, to dive be... into that. If he would have to be in one of those deals, which he probably would, for sure, uh, you know, it would be a bad luck to call him up for two weeks, then give IKF his old job back after the trade right. was made. Now, right. if Peraza is still on the roster post deadline, uh, on the Yankees post deadline, he's on the forty man roster. Okay, so it's not like we have to do any maneuvering. If he's still hitting. And he's still doing his thing. We can't, we can't, I'm sorry. I can't go into a, a World Series window uh, of the playoffs of a team that may win uh, over 110 games this year. That's how good we are. I can't have him be in my shortstop. He makes too many errors. He does, he like, even, even balls that like haven't counted as errors should be errors. He yeah. has trouble with the yeah. routine play. Oh. He should have close to like 15 errors. 
at this point. I don't no, know you're, 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 you're absolutely, you're right. You're right. I, I saw that video from John Boy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of balls oh, that should be marked as ever. He got lucky for some home cooking by like some, uh, by the White Sox, uh, uh, official score. It's like, hello, hello. Right. This guy is not a good shortstop. There's like this narrative out there that he is. He's not, he's not a good shortstop. Oh, I don't sharpen Someone sharpening a pencil over here. What the, what the uh, heck was that? I don't know <laughs> what that is. I mean, we are having it's not me. all kinds of like this is <laughs> this is one of the more fun uh, podcast episodes. We've it is. We mix in some weird be, sounds too. Because the stuff that has happened to us has been just hilarious. Like apparently, I have a demon inside of me yes. that comes out whenever I bring up baseball players I don't like. You know, Luke's tech. Luke's stuck in 1972 with his tech. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez. Uh, but but yeah. To go back, go back to my point. I can, You. This is our our year, guys. This is the opportunity oh, of a lifetime to win a World Series. This is the year you throw all your chips in there. I mean, the market, the trade market, fits our needs. I mean, we're killing we're killing it out there. We got a 13 game lead. You know. Our schedule isn't too bad, you know. The division isn't great. You know, the whole American League isn't great besides the Astros and us. We are the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the year. It's like we're on a crash course for the ALCS to be against the Astros. I do not want them to have Luis Castillo because, believe me, they can get him. I do not want them to have Juan Soto because, believe me, they can get him. They always find a way. They're that they're they're just that team. I want to win a World Series, and I can't have IKF playing shortstop for me. I'm sorry, I can't do it unless unless we make we make all the other stuff around him just so dominant that he's almost like a non-factor. Yes. Like it's almost like you just you try your best. <laughs> you try That's your all best. we ask. You just. You yes. just give a hundred percent effort, and we're gonna let Judge do his thing. We're yeah. gonna let Stan and do his thing. We're gonna take care of you, buddy. Because yes. just just don't fuck up. Just don't fuck anything up. Don't. It's like uh, you leave your kid home alone. Just just don't set the house on fire. If you break a lamp, that's fine. Yeah. But just like, but like, don't worry. We got we got the uh, we got those John Wick people. You ever see John Wick when he calls the. Uh, uh, the first John Wick movie calls the people that that take all the bodies out and clean up all the blood off the floor, uh, like the. Eh, never mind. Never mind. It's been a while since that I wasn't saw that. Funny. Solid movie though. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. I love That's you. A great actor. I love yes. Keanu. Reeves. So, great. I do. Great. You know, it's a very Whoa. interesting conversation. You know, in regards to the trade deadline, and I've been thinking about it for a while, and. And I keep asking myself, I really, maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. But, like, does Soto put us over the top to you? Like, does he truly, okay. like, without a doubt, put this team over the top for this, just for this year, I'm saying, just for the right. year 2022? Let's let's dive into this, right? All right, first off, our offense. Damn it, Tom. <laughs> Stop it. The, the, the demon's back. Oh, God. No, do, you hate, do you like secretly hate Soto? You sound okay now, but yes, right. I do. I don't should, know. should I keep should I keep going or? Yes, keep going. All right. So our offense is good, right? We all I think we at this point with the emergence of Carpenter, we all agree that our number one 
issue is pitching, right? And we need a starter. Yes. We obviously talk, we'll talk about Castillo later, but Juan Soto, he's just such a. I, I can't even put into words Juan Soto as a baseball. He's player. the only one he's, I want. He's so good that it's just like. I just love the shiny new toys, and then when it's Juan Soto, it's like, oh man, I need him so badly. So yes, let's let's think about this. Yes, it doesn't address our number one need. We need pitching, I think, to go over the top. But when you're making the offense so much better by adding, probably I don't know where he's up there, probably a top three hitter in baseball. I mean, you're going to score more runs, obviously, which obviously creates more room for error with the pitching, which yeah. you know. So yeah, you if you do that, you More definitely have a Castillo trade. IKF, but I mean, IKF heard that. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, more room for air. I got you on that, buddy. If you if you add Juan Soto to the lineup, IKF can hit as many ground balls to the shortstop as he wants to, which he will do a million times. And when you have Soto just walking that a million point times, IKF hit and then the other day, I just which one because there's about yeah, fifty of them. Good point. Good point. uh, I just I can't fight the urge to like think about how nice it'd be to have Juan Soto. And another thing too is what I've been thinking about is when we went to Houston or when Houston came here, and we went to Houston for I think for one game, they shut our offense down for the most part. I mean, their starting pitching is very good, and we like really couldn't get much going off of Verlander's great. Um, Which one no hit us? Is it Javier? Yeah, or and Valdez, I know, dominated against us. It's too. a sore subject. Um, even the other guy, um, that wasn't even that good. Erky, I think Erky? his name is. Who, oh, yeah, him. Yeah. He even basically, you know, kept our offense. Is McCullers yeah, we, coming back this year? McCullers I have no owned, idea. McCullers owns the Yankees every time. I can only think about um, curveballs. I think Game Seven in 2017, he came in and shut us down. Yeah, for like he, the last, he yeah. rubbed he he rubbed his nuts against us. Yeah, he's always they've always had trouble. I mean, this is a different team for the most part, but there's just some guys that like I can't shake the feeling that we can't hit them. But that pitching staff has owned us this year. Um, we want we did. Split I think he may in, be out for the Yankee year. Stadium. Oh, nope, nope, uh, nope. He's he's coming back. Oh uh, well, just that's great for us. But they, yeah. we had some great late inning rallies, and that Hicks home run was legendary. I was at that game. What a game that was! But they kept the starting pitching kept us in check. The bullpen we got to. Now, if you add Juan Soto to the lineup, I'll tell you that is definitely gonna, yeah. you know, because honestly, I, he's one guy right now, you don't want to fuck with. I'm I'm worried about the Astros, and I can't say with full confidence. That I think we beat them in a series. I, honestly, I could see right now going either way. I think this is this is the best. This is going to be the best and closest series. I don't think twenty. I think twenty nineteen they had a little edge on us, and twenty seventeen it was really really close. And you know they also had the the trash can benefit. But I yep. honestly think that although I think we're better, they just match up against us and play us so well that it's to me it has seven game intense series written all over it not like the yankees are gonna you know put easy work to them and beat them in five games because that team is just they lost guys they lost correa they lost springer and then they just spawn in new correas and springers that do the same thing and just hit it's a crazy team and that's it's gonna be tough and that's why because 
the trade deadline literally can make or break seasons. I mean, Verlander literally changed the entire 2017 season. Like him not being on the Astros and being on the Yankees wins us the World Series. It's simple moves like that that can completely, you know, change a whole entire season. And Cashman, who's usually very – last year he, he did a couple moves, but usually is quiet. In a year like this year, all in. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Yo, this is random. We this isn't even like – this isn't even important, but it's just funny. I was going through Soto's like defensive numbers, and they're so funny year by year. Like you go to oh, his rookie. I saw that too. I saw that too. Like, like yeah, like in twenty eighteen, he's seventh, seventh in ab- outs above average. Twenty nineteen, he's eighty ninth percent. Twenty twenty, he's back to fourteenth percentile. Twenty twenty one, he's ninetieth percentile, and then now he's back to first percentile. It just keeps going up and down, up and down every year. Like, can you play defense or can you not? Yeah, like, like make up your mind, bro. <laughs> it's make a very your... interesting That's cycle. That's funny. But um, in terms of, matter. yeah, he hits. He hits. He hits at an incredible level. Even in a down, this is a down year for him. and um, He has a 902 OPS. Right, which is, I mean, that second best on the team right there behind it's... Judge. And it's not even like this is a down year. When you have a 902 OPS and it's down a down year, then yeah, you are you're great. Like he's on his. I mean, he's 23 years old. I'd be shocked if he doesn't make the Hall of Fame at this pace because he's just he's that good. He's already yeah, got no. You're right. Your war and he's he's no slate. He's I got mean, come on. Yeah, he's pretty absurd. Quite honestly, I don't even look. I I, I would do anything to get him myself. In the end, I thought about it. If it came down to, I need to give up Anthony Volpe, Oswald Peraza, and Jason Dominguez, I, I will give up all three. If yep. I really need three to, I would. playoff runs with yes. Juan Soto. Without yeah. an extension. Forget, let's just throw the extension yeah. away. No yeah. matter what, you're getting three playoff runs with Juan Soto. That's the worst case. If you want to extend them, obviously I'd be all for that. But three playoff runs, do it. Do it. I can't stress it enough. Like, I just. I just want to take over and do it. Now, listen, if this were just a rental, you can't do that. Just well, you can't like, empty the farm for a rental. Because is... you're giving up six years of service for Volpe, six years of service for Peraza, right. six years of service for Dominguez, yada, yada, yada. But for three years of Ted Williams, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty mm-hmm. good trade. Gotta I'm just saying because, because the ceiling for Volpe and Dominguez and Peraza, I mean, the per- – I mean, I can't imagine any of those three becoming Ted Williams. No. I think Volpe as can much, be like a, a lead a, hitter. Yeah. Is he going to get to Soto level? I don't think so. I don't think. The thing about getting to Soto level is the reason we call it Soto level is yes. because he's on like his own level. Right. So like, and like in a down year, he's got a 900 OPS. And mm-hmm. like, believe me. Believe me, he's about to get on a hot streak, and and his his numbers. Yeah, will he's be already right. he's already Where been getting they... hotter because I think like a week yeah. or two ago his OPS was at like eight thirty or eight forty, and bro, all of a sudden bro. Uh, he's nine. Imagine if he gets, imagine he gets traded to an actual good team that has bats around him that can provide him protection, and and the league will actually have to start pitching to him again. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't have that. With, like, I think Josh Bell is in that the lineup. only. And that's it. Yeah, it's it's Josh Bell, Juan Soto, and like I can't name Nelson Cruz, else. who is like forty-seven years old. But... Yeah, he's like slowing down. Like it's just not. 
But you put you put Juan Soto in between Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, and Anthony Rizzo, Matt Carpenter. Can, can we do the hypothetical uh, lineup? Because I just I want to dream about it for a second. Do you lead him off? Is he is he our, is he our leadoff hitter? No, I don't think you lead him off personally. No, I, I love that I, we're planning yeah. this already. But you know, let's just I'm just gonna dream about this. You, you still go. Let's go to Mayhew one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, let's stick with Judge two. Then we get yeah. our lefty bat Soto three in. Yeah. Right? Then we Stanton probably go Stanton four. Rizzo five. Then who do we got left? Then there's Glaber. Carpenter. Glaber. All oh, right. Glaber, Carpenter. And then. Glaber. That's seven. So, Trevino. Uh, who am I forgetting? Trevino, I can't. Trevino, yeah, yeah. We got to get our. Yeah, yes. Teach Donaldson how to play shortstop. I I, I, I know this will, this will never happen, but imagine a world where like the Yankees got Soto without moving Peraza, and then they just call him up to play shortstop after. Now the only thing I could think of that, that is like that, that maybe <laughs> maybe they could get away with it. Unlikely because they'll. Yeah. It's one of the two. I would hope that maybe they could keep. Yeah, one of the maybe. I, I, it's, it's, it's possible. Gonna be, it's not going to be Volpe because they're going to. They're taking Volpe guy in the system. So as much as I love him, he would definitely have to go. Maybe yeah. they can you somehow get away trade. with keeping Carraza. If they trade Dominguez you and cannot. maybe like Waldachuk and Wells, yeah. then maybe you can get away with keeping Carraza. But Volpe, there's no way the Look, Nationals can do it without him. L- listen, if you're the Nationals and you're making this trade and you have to sell it to your fan base, you cannot tra- trade Juan Soto without getting the, uh, the consensus number one prospect in the system. Right. Oh. And I'm sure nice. other but, teams are going to try. They're taking Volpe. Right. They're like if the Mets if, try if, and get in there, which yeah. would be tough for them because they're division rival. But Francisco Alvarez is yeah. probably up there. He's You're not getting him without him. So those guys like the Alvarez, the Volpe's, um, I don't know who else is really uh, – I can't think of it. The Dodgers. I don't even know if the Dodgers have a like consensus top 10 guy right now. Yeah, they just have a lot honest. of really good guys. But – if you're looking for like the real top of the line guys that are going to be available in the trade, then yeah, Volpe and Francisco Alvarez are probably the two highest rated prospects that are like feasible suitors for the Nationals that are going to be like available to them. Because I'm sure that of I'm, course Steve Cohen will get in there. It'll be tough for them to trade him to a division rival, but and then the usual so, Yankees Dodgers. Yeah, I'm so interested to see the return on that deal, just because like it's going to be. Because, like, three, if he gets traded at this deadline, to, he, he's going to get traded to a good team. And he's because there's no team that would trade that amount of prospects if you weren't going for, for the World Series. So yeah. he's going to get traded to a good team. He's going to get traded to a team. I think he's going to get traded to one of the marquee teams, to be honest. And listen, that that return, like I said, if he got traded to the Mets, it would require Alvarez. If he got traded to the Yankees, it would require Volpe. He's the guy yes. that that the top of the top prospects, like when you look at the lists, when you look at those prospect lists, you know, the Nationals better have like a catalog of all the lists. Mm-hmm. And they're just gonna they're yeah. just gonna circle the top ones. The top ones are going because you can't trade Ted Williams without without that. For sure. <sighs> yeah. And also, oh yeah, go ahead, Luke. No, I, I'm just trying to like think about it, you know, because I've been saying I'm. It's hard for me to get excited because I can't wrap my head around this actually happening. 
And to an extent, I still can't, but like, I, I do believe now. I believe he's going to be dealt. I, I didn't always believe it. Now I'm like, yeah, I think he's going to be moved. After the plane They got thing. beef yeah. now. They got, yeah. they got beef the, the, now. They couldn't the even get him a plane to the home run derby. Like, yeah. It's like, like, we're done. No, it, it, it's, it's fucked up. It's clear they have a problem with him at this stage. And now he's going to be moved. It's a, it's a question of where. And just thinking about how and the team and where they're at financially. Yeah, there's really no excuse not to do it, quite frankly, if you don't need to extend him, which you don't. Like, because in the end, just think about it. Like Joey Gallo, what was his um, what was was he what was he making this year? Ten million, I think. Oh. I was I was trust me, I was already doing the math for this trade and thinking yeah. about the payroll. I've like spent like an hour already like thinking about <laughs> this. Yeah, it's ten million. Oh, uh, we're okay. trading we're trading Joey Gallo for Juan Soto. Yep. I'm just saying though, Juan Soto, Juan Soto made seventeen million. So think about it. But if you let's say you're getting rid of a Gallo and you're adding Soto, are you seriously going to tell me? That a seven million dollar addition will prevent you from adding Juan Soto to the New York Yankees in twenty twenty two. Yeah. If, if if anything, if oh, to me, you... if any, yeah, like if anything stops oh, wait, this wait, wait, happening. Wait 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 wait. There there's actually a wrinkle in the new CBA. I don't know if I sent this to you. So he's making seventeen million for the whole year, Juan Soto. But yeah. if the Yankees were to trade for him. They would only add to the luxury tax uh, accounting what's left. So they do not, they will not oh, yeah. have to count 17 million <laughs> towards the tax. So whatever's yeah. left that he's owed, that's what they're, that's what the Yankees will add to the luxury tax calculation. Yeah. And that, that's, that's my point. Like when you think of it that way, it doesn't really hurt them financially. So in the end, if anything, it hurts stop, them nothing. Stop them, it's nothing. Yeah. Like it, the only thing that could possibly stop them is if they prospect hug. That, that quite, quite literally, like, what else could stop them from getting Soto? I really don't think there is anything. So, yeah. in the end, it's only if oh, – unless they literally make their best offer and you have a scenario where, like, another team is just fucking crazy. But, like, I, I don't really see that happening right now, at least, unless I'm just forgetting a team that's going to go crazy. Is there I a mean, team that's going to realistically, like, trade, like, a contending team? Like, people have suggested trading Glaber. That's not happening, and I don't think any no. contending team is going to trade like a Glaber. Like, like who are the Dodgers going to take off their roster to trade for Soto right now? If they're making their best offer, they're going to do the Maybe best like package Gavin they can. Lux, but like Gavin Lux is, I don't. From what I looked, I don't yeah, think he's he a very good really, hitter. He hasn't, he hasn't really, really panned, really panned out. out just yet. And also, why are the Nationals like, for example, Glaber? Like Glaber's about to, you know, I don't know if he started arbitration yet or he's about to, but you're getting closer to paying yeah. him too. So I don't know why you would want to, you know, rush to do that. I think they'd be best off taking, you know, the best prospects that they can and, you know, just trying to do that rather than getting major league talent because they're not contending yet and they want major league ready yeah. guys. I mean, Peraza's when they ready. say li- listen, when they say, ready. when they say major league, when they say major league ready guys, they just mean triple A guys, double A guys, guys right. that are going to be in the major leagues. Yeah, we have. Peraza and Volpe, so and we've got Wall the Chuck and like you yeah. know the guys that like aren't there are like Dominguez, like a guy like Dominguez, but they would still want Dominguez just yeah, as like a, a secondary level. piece. But yeah, still they would want him as like you definitely right. Like basically, I I I think they want if they were gonna get three players back for Soto, they would want two of them to be in Double AA, A, Triple A, and then one lower level guy who has. A lot of potential, yeah. Like a Dominguez, 
So I'm just you, you would look I'm at excited like, to see how this Volpe, all plays out, man. Yeah, Volpe, Peraza, thir- Dominguez, something like that. There's 13 days left until the deadline. Like this could be a crazy deadline, especially if Soto gets dealt. Because like, when is the last time a player of like this magnitude at this age has been dealt? Like, I don't think. I honestly don't think it's ever happened. Like, there's been stars traded. Like, yeah, the Stanton deal was big because it was an MVP, but he was older. He was, he was already had a yep. huge contract extension. And I love Stanton, but Soto right now is – I mean, Stanton was not doing this at 23. I mean, Soto's like a top yep. – I mean, going to be like – Like, so the, the closest thing that comes to mind, I think, it would be – um, wait, maybe not even, wait. No, not even. No, I don't even fucking know. I don't think anything does come to mind, quite frankly. I mean, I mean, I guess A Rod got traded. Yeah, from I, I, Texas I, to the Yankees, but but he, he was too old though at that point. He was twenty. Know? He was twenty. Yeah, right. he was twenty. Yep. He was twenty eight. Already had a big contract, so it's it's not. I mean, A Rod is up there with that level of talent because obviously he was you know amazing, but seven hundred homers. Yes, but he was already. I mean, this is like. Juan Soto, five years, it's A-Rod, never five years it's, younger. I think, I think the closest comp is like Miguel Cabrera when he got traded from uh, mm-hmm. the Marlins to uh, to the uh, Tigers. But uh, right. I think he was like 24, 25. Uh, so yeah, like yeah. he's probably so the closest. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, 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 we're yes. talking about that's pr- this is like something that just doesn't happen. So like, we're and we're talking about like, I mean, shit. If he won the MVP next year, nobody would bat an eye, you know. No. Oh. So go like we are in favor of Juan Soto. Another guy we're in favor of. We we need to bring this up is Luis Castillo, who carved our asses up. He did about a week or so ago. Uh, the Yankees, especially with the injury to Luis Severino. And the uh, regression to the mean that Tyone uh, Cortez, not not necessarily Montgomery, is, are having. It's pretty clear that adding a frontline starter. Now it may not be, like it may not be make or break to the Yankees winning World Series. Like they still could win a World Series as currently constructed, especially if Severino gets back healthy. But. Adding a frontline starter and doing that little extra thing, that little extra thing to put you over the top, the thing that the Astros did when they got Granky, doing that extra yes. big move. Right. That's something that really could take this team fully over the top. And, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I agree. I'm in favor. If, like, like, Juan Soto is definitely the this kind of – a shiny object because he's like generational talent. He is very shiny. He is the cream of the crop. He's he, yeah. I mean, and and if we got him, I'd be over the moon. It would be awesome, great. But if we if if another team got Juan Soto or if Juan Soto stayed put in Washington for the rest of the year, and we ended up uh, you know grabbing Luis Castillo and and cashing in our prospect Cole. You just had your demon moment again. Again? Yeah. God, I'm Batman. That's why. It just catches me off guard. Cashing in the prospects for Luis Castillo is a good idea, and I am in favor of it because it's nice to have multiple aces. And then 
if Severino gets back healthy, then you have Cole, Castillo, Sevi, Nestor. We also got Monty, too. Ooh, that is a good rotation. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's, I mean, sign me up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, if you're adding him and you get another outfielder, too, it's hard to complain. Like, I'm not, not even hard to I'm not going to complain about that. I'm definitely not going to complain about that outcome. But for the, let's not get delusional because there are some people out there that I have seen that have said, why not get Soto and Castillo? I'm like, okay, let's not. Our system, it, just, it yeah. can't happen. No, like, like, I, even I if we, we wanted to. We would run out of players. You could do it theoretically, but you would literally – you would have to trade eight out of your top ten prospects, probably. You would set Greg Bird prospect, would be resigned. You would set it, would you would set it back to the Stone player. Ages. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like realistically, you can't do that. You just can't. Yeah. I mean, it would be very fun. I would. I would We'd love probably to win the world. World. We would definitely win the World it. Series then. Yeah. And it would be. Yeah. It would. That I mean, would that'd be, be great. Hilarious. I mean, think about it. Then you get Castillo for next year with Soto. <sighs> Jeez. I mean, that's just how like you get them for this year's playoff plural. run, too. Oh, plural World Series with those two. Plus, I mean, I love yeah, the Yankees. I, I, look, I know this isn't going to happen, but if they really wanted to be bold, I would take the approach I said. I would, if you're going to go for Soto, I would say sign Soto. I mean, not sign, trade for Soto, and then try to retain Peraza and try to retain very bold pick here, but. Also, if there's any way you can do it, retain like a Ken Waldachuk, dude, and and bring him up, bring Peraza up, have two young kids contribute to the playoff run with Soto coming up, and you have this, you have this whole youth infusion into this team, and then suddenly you have more talent, and you're in a better position to potentially win a World Series. That's what that's what I would do, but I'm not sure if that's even remotely possible, but that's what I would do. We're going to win the World Series. I agree. I, I believe it. I believe it. I think I think this is the year. I mean, think about it. We're we're ki- we're kicking ass. We've been kicking ass for two three months. All right, we got all the chips to make the moves we need to make. We're hungry. We're motivated. Aaron Judge might leave after this year, so we're gonna have to talk mm-hmm. about that. Uh, thank you for Marley Rivera for putting him right on the spot and creating a headline that really was unnecessary. Uh, that was yeah, but, that was bad. I don't know what she was. Saying. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is the year to do it. We're gonna do it. Uh, I do want to get into two final topics. Uh, one, the draft, and two, Aaron Judge. So let's start with the draft. We got Spencer Jones, outfielder from Vanderbilt. He's six foot seven. He was a pitcher, and then he stopped pitching because he, I think, he hurt his arm. Became an outfielder, and then just became a first round pick because he's just a freak. I mean, do you know how much of a freak athlete you have to be to say, "Hey, I'm not going to pitch anymore. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna become a first round pick outfielder." Mm-hmm. He like he's good. He's six foot seven. He hits the ball incredibly hard. He runs well. He, he seems like a good guy. I mean, there's just yeah. a lot to like about him as a player. He's got I'm, some swing and miss. I'm excited. So, yeah. When I saw his lefty swing, it kind of reminded me a little bit. I mean, I kind of see a little Otani in his swing. I don't know if you guys. Um, I saw some highlights. Yeah. Just the way in, just the way he's little Matt Carpenter to me of him. Little Matt Carpenter too. Yeah, definitely could see it. But with the height, everyone's gonna the first comparison everyone's gonna go to is lefty Aaron Judge, Judge just because lefty he's Judge. six seven or Gallo. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of the same type of. Well, hopefully not Gallo at this point. But 
Yeah. It's kind of like the same like type of breed of like prospects. Like with Judge, like these were like risky, high ceiling guys, which I like because you could be getting, you know, I mean, Aaron Judge was not, you know, a number one prospect in baseball at any point. I think like at his highest, he was like 30 and then just came up and like tore things up. You know, like that was, I mean, it wasn't unexpected, but nobody expected him to be this yeah. good. And I mean, yeah, there's definitely a bunch of risk here with this kid because, you know, I mean, you're 6'7", that leaves a lot of room for big swings and misses, but there's a high ceiling there. And I honestly prefer, and I think I think the front office is starting to realize this too, is we usually go with those low ceiling, uh, like, guys that just aren't going to yeah. be good. Like, I, I'm trying to think of a couple. Um, Cito Culver know, like, still has time. Yeah, Cito Culver, like. Mo, like, Anthony, Anthony Ziegler. Anthony Siegler. Actually, I think Siegler's had a decent year hitting in the he, minor leagues. He did. Leagues. Actually, he, he is. He, he is. leads the Yankees minor leagues and weighted runs created plus. Does he actually? I'll yes, give him does. credit then. Maybe he's um, – Wow. Maybe he's figuring out. But who, I know I'm forgetting some safe we, um, picks that we've done. What's funny is we thought Volpe was going to be one of those picks. We definitely did, but yeah. that was we were wrong about that, thankfully. But there's there was a bunch of those names that we had fair reason to think so because they did it multiple yeah. years in a row. I mean, even like Jacob Lindgren was like – he was like, you know, a guy that was like, yeah. you know, he's going to be like a reliever at his best. And he wasn't even a good reliever. He was like – he's not even in baseball. Oh, no. I had to look this up. He pitches for the Kansas City Monarchs of the American Association of Professional Baseball right now. So. And, and you know what it's happened was to um, the Yankees didn't even have a first round pick that year. That, that right, was he was he was yeah. our first pick, but he wasn't a first round pick. Um, but yeah, so I think that the draft philosophy has changed, which I mean it has to because for years it was. I mean, that was the week because we always really haven't had a problem bringing in international free agents. But then, you know, drafting has not been good. Like, I'm just looking back. Like, if you look back after, like, from 2000, I mean, we drafted Cole, but I mean, there's just a bunch of busts here. Like, Slade Heathcott, who I liked, but, you know, was not really. Cito Culver, Dante Bichette Jr. He just got hurt a lot. We picked the wrong brother. Um, Eric Giglio, yeah. Clarkin, uh, Caprillion, I guess, kind of panned out because he's, but I think he's having a bad year. Blake Rutherford, another guy who didn't work out. And then, you know, here we are. I mean, I, how's Trey Sweeney doing? I don't know if I've and, um, really kept up with him. He's okay. He's doing all right. Right. Wells has been hitting. I like but Wells like, too. Yeah. Austin Wells is like, a fucking just, monster. Yep. He can hit. Yeah. You, you just, you're just naming a bunch of prospects who just, at one point, we thought, hey, maybe there's something there. But if we cashed in on their value, oh, it yeah. was highest. I, I mean, we've seen know. that 2018 prospect list circulating around recently, and yeah, that's like, painful to look just, at. Just, just trade. Just like, right. if you're going to trade prospects, you're mainly going to turn out all right. As long as you're trading for proven commodities who, you know, like... Let's say we trade uh, Peraza for Castillo. Peraza becomes a good player, right? Let's say he yeah. does have a nice career for himself. Well, we still traded for an ace pitcher with an extra year of control in a World Series window. And what if during that window, he helps us right. win a World Series? Will we like, will we really care that he's playing shortstop for the Reds? Yeah. Like, I'm Not trying really. to think of, like, some of the prospects that have been traded for, like, players, like, 
Fernando Tatis got traded for James Shields when he was like past his prime. Like, yeah. And I know Jordan Alvarez that was, was a, a Dodger. I got traded for, I don't even remember who he got traded for, but it wasn't a big move. They like, even for like yeah. big players, like they lost these guys and like, you know, just trades where they were like giving up, you know, random. Yeah. We're like, we're talking about trading our prospects for Juan Soto. Right. And like, Luis Castillo. You're not getting it. It's not their... like, is he, it's not like, is he going to work out? No, like Juan Soto is Juan Soto. He's gonna he's gonna do his thing. The the only question about Juan Soto, if you trade for him, is is he playing left field or right field, and uh, how many homers right. is he gonna hit with the short porch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's that's all you have to worry about because like that man can hit anywhere. He was a born sure. hitter, and Luis Castillo, we already saw what he did in New York. Yep. That guy, and he liked he liked it. He liked being here. He, you saw, he, you he, saw the passion that he had. He liked yeah, carving he us up. All right, we we just need to go do one last topic, and we can wrap this episode up. We've uh, okay. we've uh, been here for an hour. Uh, we 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 just touched on it briefly, but let's just. Elephant in the room, Aaron Judge's extension, Marley Rivera put him on the spot. I didn't I didn't I didn't really see the uh Whoa. Okay. Wow. Okay. Pencil sharpener. <laughs> what what is that pencil sharpener sound? I don't know. It's not it's not here. It's not I'm me. not sharpening any pencils either. Like what the hell? but whatever. Aaron Judge <laughs> wants to be a Yankee for life, but it will require money to sign him. And yeah. That is that seems to be the general thing that Aaron likes to say, and he should say it. Yeah, uh, I think I just think that everything now is just like a bunch of talking. Nothing's happening on the extension front right now. Like they're not negotiating. Aaron Judge wants money. You could keep asking him if he wants to stay. Yeah, they, he's going to give the same the, generic answer. It's the same thing till the off season, and then that's it. They just keep asking him, like, hey, are you coming back? It's like, he and he's basically just saying, yeah, if they give me a fair deal, yeah, I'll come back. Yeah. I want to be back. But, like, he's not going to say, I'm going to sign with the Yankees at all costs. I mean, what if they offer him a dollar? What is he going to say? Yeah? Right. No. Yeah. I mean, and shit. Mar- like, Marley Rivera put him on the spot. with it. She's like, oh, my, this eight-year-old boy loves Aaron Judge. Yeah, that's so bad. Like, that's so bad. Like, you're gonna go. I, like Aaron Judge, like hesitated for a second, like thinking of an answer. I almost felt bad for him in that position. Like, what kind of question is he that? He does that with all of his, uh, all of his interviews. He, he, well, he, he, got, to, he takes I mean, like these. You balls. have to think about. You have to think about that because I, he got put on the spot with that question, and you got to say the right yeah. thing there. And he he handled it well, but I mean, come on, like, why are you asking that question? Like, we've already had a million questions off that, and then she just brings in some random kid to like. I don't know if she's like trying to guilt yeah. him into this, but. Well, are you going to guilt trip me into signing a contract that isn't yeah. fair to my value? No. Right. Like, right. shit. I mean, like, I do expect him to be a Yankee next year. It's just like, he just needs the right, he just needs a fair deal. Like, he's mm-hmm. killing it out there. He's going to cash in on, on the two straight years of good health and playing like an MVP. And he should. Well, like, <laughs> is anyone arguing with this? I mean, no, I, no. it's just... No. Like, what are we doing here? Like, we just keep asking them the same question. I mean, I understand that they technically have to ask because they're working for ESPN. They're doing the whole kind of media rounds, and they like to 
create all the controversy and the speculation. But, like, the basic gist of these talks are always, hey, you going to come back to the Yankees next year? And the answer always is, if they pay me, if they right. give me the fair deal. Yeah, that's that's literally how this works. That's like yeah. there's no there's no bad blood between the Yankees or Judge. It's just Judge is having his MVP year. He's gonna become a free agent, and whoever offers him a fair deal, if the offers are close, I expect him to come back. Mm-hmm. And it's that simple. And the Yankees have all the money to give him the bet, and he's the face of the team. They have all the money that. You know, like, jersey sales, all of that. He's a marketing darling. He's coming back. He's coming back. I'm telling you right now. Because he's a cash cow for Hal Steinbrenner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be back as well. I'd be very surprised. I can't imagine it happening. And beyond that, too, you know, it just doesn't make sense to let him walk in my eyes. Obviously, if you get Juan Soto, Soto, you get a bit of a different conversation. But if yeah. you know, let's say, but if he's out of the picture, if you let him go, my genuine question is, where do you go from there? Like right. I really, like I really don't know. Like as a team, like what do you do? Here's like, the thing. I'll give know. you, a, I'll give you a situation where I'm okay with this, and you kind of touched on it. The Yankees yeah. trade for Juan Soto and then extend him, and then if Aaron Judge leaves, obviously it's like, yeah, he's our franchise player. But if you're committed to keeping Juan Soto around long term, I mean, you can't be like angry because then you get, I mean, the half season playoff run would be here with Soto and Judge. And then, you know, you let Judge go and then build around Soto as the franchise guy. I mean, it would be like, you know, obviously Judge has the emotional attachment to the franchise, but that's the only acceptable situation. You can't let yeah, Judge yeah, go that's been, and like, not have like, a, like whatever a new happens. Guy. Exactly. Whatever happens. Our right fielder will either be Aaron Judge or Juan Soto. Yeah, right. There's, 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 there's literally else. no other option. You need to have a superstar yeah. in right field because if you take if you don't have a superstar in right field, quite literally, the lineup becomes so fucking depleted as a whole. Like, like Aaron yeah. Judge is so integral to just the strength of this lineup. If you take him out, I don't see this team really doing much next year. I don't. I don't. I agree. There's a reason why it's worth those big bucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, is that about it, guys? Yeah. So. All right. Well, Got a big um, double header. Yeah. We'll definitely double header tomorrow, boys. We will probably try to do another episode right after the deadline, and hopefully, we'll be happy. I'm the next, the next episode, will be yeah. breaking down the the package we gave up for Juan Soto. Yes. You know, yes. Diving in. Yeah. Can't wait. If there are any breaking trades before that, that like happened before the deadline, we'll obviously yeah, come yeah. on and do it. But you know, that'll be we we will react accordingly. I think is what we should say. And if it's Juan Soto, we will be acting very happily. Mm-hmm. Party party on the podcast. Hell yeah! Ooh, wow. Again, we just had a farewell demon for the last yeah. time before we head out. Had to take over. Nope. <laughs> Give us another second. Wait. Wow. Nope, 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 nope. No, no. Damn it, Tom. No. <laughs> demon really does not want to go. Oh, my God. You're, Tom, you're going full demon on us.
You have no idea how bad this sounds. <laughs> yeah. Do I sound like Vecna? Oh, God. <laughs> Do I sound like Vecna from Shane? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to hear this in playback. Hey! Yes, he's back. He's back. I'm back. back. Oh, my God. The demon right. is, is gone for the last time. It, it was just oh, a yes. farewell before we ended the show. Fucking horror movie. What the hell? All right, well, guys, as always, it has been a pleasure. But until next time, this has been the Yankee Center Podcast. I'll see you, everybody. Bye-bye.